I'm always going to be grateful for radio and audio. I've done lots of other things over all these millions of years, but I've always, I was almost always touching radio or podcasting in some way. Um, but radio literally saved my life. That was John Scott. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to episode 18. These days, John Scott is a faculty member in the School of Communications and Media Technologies at the Academy of Art University. His current role follows a long and rather prolific career in radio, TV, movies, and music. In this podcast, John will tell us about some highlights of his career in broadcasting and music. Here's John. San Francisco has always been a great media market. Um, you know, when we're recording this this afternoon, there are 23,000 startups between the nine county Bay Area. It's, uh, it's arguably one of the greater concentrations of the creative class in human history. Um, there are other places in America, there are many places around the world that are like San Francisco and kind of their, their sort of uh, alternative vibe and forward-thinking culture. Um, but this city was always a great media market. It was a great radio market, a TV market way back in the day. Um, as corporate consolidation has sort of withered away the the soul of these places um, you know the live DJ still exists on a few stations a lot of them are pre-recorded local television news is gasping for breath ready to flatline um, monetization re- remains a huge problem when everyone is an internet publisher which everyone is um, the vat of revenue or available ad spend, ad dollars, could not possibly keep up yeah. with everybody. So, right. you know, this is this is a problem. But um, look at the, look at the job listings in this town, and media, 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 tech, 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 code, 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 developers. It's really amazing. Uh, you know, the people that kind of. Like to get down on San Francisco for having this bro culture. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't see that as much. But cities change. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. This is the way it's supposed to be. Um, the hippie class, the old school folks who yearn for days of old. I mean, that's nice nostalgia and everything. But you know, and there's some downsides to this. To this place and trying to live in this place is a you know that you have to pay a luxury tax to be a resident of the city for sure yes you do you know they're trying they're trying to find places for people to live that aren't you know six to an apartment nobody likes that right Um, but from the golden days of AM top 40 radio KFRC a beacon to the west coast um some great TV talent has come through this place and great internet talent. Um, the Webbies were invented here yes, by were. Tiffany Schlein. Um, and now it's like a, it's like a big thing now. Um, this has been a place where creative people that were able to just look over the horizon 
not at the horizon, but just slightly over it to see what's next. And those kind of people are still here. I was a dinosaur rustler in uh, the Jurassic in a Jurassic Park movie, and I got to go to Industrial Light and Magic, and my scene was directed by an Oscar-winning guy. That okay. was pretty fun. I've got pictures of that. Um, so that's the movie that, or is it? Have you been in more than one movie? That's my big that? one. You've been that's in. That's my big movie. Jurassic Park one, two, okay. The Lost World. All right. Um, I've smoked weed in the parking garage of my office with various rock stars, which was fun. Care to name any? <laughs> I care it's not legal to now. name those. It's in. legal. Now. I don't smoke anymore either. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, back in the day, yeah, um, yeah, fun. This career has afforded me to be all over this town and do to do all kinds of crazy stuff just from the events we've done and the shows and the it's just been I mean I'm just damn grateful. I'm just grateful. You should never juxtapose your life over someone else's. You live the life you live. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Own it. Strap it on and keep going. It's a little inside baseball, but a lot of real, true radio broadcasting legends have either started or worked in this city and this market. And uh, you remember, remember the dating game? Yeah, sure. You remember the old school TV show with Jim Lang as the host? Sure. Well, I got to work. I got to work with him. Okay. He and no, he's. He's no longer with us, may he rest in peace. Um, but for a time, he was a morning DJ at a station called Cable, K-A-B-L. Okay. And they played like, they were the Frank Sinatra station. Ooh. You know. Yeah. The Tony Bennett station. Love it. That that kind of, that genre of music. This was here in San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were owned by Clear Channel at the time, which is now iHeartMedia. Right. But uh, <laughs> I'd come into work and there, there'd be this guy that was like a... A game show icon. Mm -hmm. They rebooted that show any number of times over the decades. But uh, he was the OG of the dating game. And I just used to think. And he was the nicest guy. Nicest guy. We'd have some awesome conversations. And I got to record a couple of, um, we called them, uh, we'll call them promos. Little introduction things that would play on the radio before the DJ show started. Mm -hmm. And I had the distinct honor and pleasure to say ladies and gentlemen Jim Lang 98 cable 960 cable too at the time but yeah great memory good guy when I was a little kid the only thing I wanted to do was be a top 40 DJ I just thought hmm. those these guys were verbal gymnasts mm-hmm. they were tremendous entertainers they were what some funny. of the names you remember I have a way to wrap this up. Um, okay. I'm from the Midwest. A uh, popular station in the Midwest back in the day was WLS. It was like the KFRC of Chicago. Okay. Big station, super popular. All the kids listen to it. Um, I love this guy. John Records Landecker was his name. Oh, man. He was funny. He was... What a name. Yeah. His, <laughs> his name was literally Records because his mom's name was Record. <laughs> so, true story. I listened to this guy, and I was like, I want to be like him. And I was 10. Wow. And I, I never wanted to be a footballer. I never wanted to be a fireman. I wanted to be a DJ. There was one significant 
stumbling block to that career goal, however, I had a, such a severe speech impediment, a stuttering hmm. problem. Okay. I couldn't hardly finish a sentence. Wow. I used to get picked on at kids' school a little bit. Um, so it was kind of rough. But I lived in a small town in the middle of Iowa, in the middle of the middle. Hmm. And there was one radio station there, and the guy who owned it was a friend of my family's. And I would go down after school, and I would walk into Dennis Boy's office, and I would say, can I have a job? And he'd look at me and he'd say, no, not today. And I went back week after week after week and month after month after month, and I kept asking him to give me a job, and he kept saying no. One day, one day I walked in his office, and I took a just a deep breath, and I just got myself in that place, and I went into his office, and I said, now may I have a job? And he said, yes, you may. Wow. I run home. <laughs> I got a job. But I'll tell you what. From the first moment, from the first time I turned on the microphone and the song stopped playing and I started talking, I never stuttered again. I was in New Haven, Connecticut. Sort of, it's New York City, Santa Rosa. About the same distance. Okay. The last stop on the commuter train into uh, Manhattan. And great pizza. Um, oh, the best. The best. I know um, New Haven pizza. I got fired in radio. It was a badge of honor. You, you had to be fired a few times before you really, you know, it's how you earn your stripes. Sure. And so I called my friend. He was working at this radio station in San Francisco. And I wasn't calling for a job. I was calling just to say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I had, I was working as a mercenary. I was doing a dance mix show at a station in Hartford, Connecticut, <laughs> and I would drive up to do jam and oldies on this Boston radio station, which is about three hours from. So I was, I was still working. I was kind of making a living. So I called this guy, and I said, what's going on? We ended up talking for about an hour. Two weeks later, I was on a plane to San Francisco, and one month later, I was in a moving van headed out here. There you go. It was total kismet. Yeah. Just, he said, I was, said, I was thinking of hiring someone, but I think I might hire you. I said, well, aren't you thoughtful? Okay, I accept. I'm glad we had that conversation. I never <laughs> thought, I thought California, nah, whatever, I'd live lots of other places, but. Hey. Had you been out here at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd been out here. So you had I an idea of what you were getting into. Yeah. Living wise, yeah, yeah, and, and culture wise, I sort of just kind of fell. I, I actually have lived in the suburbs all, almost all my time here, but I did live in San Francisco for a while. I'm so glad I did. I got to do that by the ballpark on King Street. Oh, yeah, a condo there for a while. What, uh, do you mind my asking what year you came out here? Uh, this was in 2009, 10, okay, 11, yeah, okay, yeah, so a while ago, but not that long ago, yeah. Um, and I worked at K101, which is what it was called, a legendary radio station, uh, the world's first stereo radio station, believe okay. it or not. Um, <laughs> right? Um, I produced shows. I was an on-air talent. You know, radio stations always look for ways to give away prizes. I remember we had these, we had some great tickets for a U2 show. <laughs> And we would make listeners come in and do w wacky, fun things to win their prizes. And we did this thing called Needle in a Haystack. <laughs> Whereas the producer of the morning show, I had to go get, oh, God, 
40 bales of hay from a local horse guy somewhere in like Brentwood or Antioch somewhere. I was going to say you had to go to farmland. We had to take all of the furniture out of one of the corner offices of the building, and I had to transport all those hay bales into the building, down the hall, through the elevator, and break them apart. My God. We filled up this office almost all the way to the top (laughs) with hay, and we put the U2 tickets. We buried them inside the hay. And listeners would take turns coming to go dig through to find them. And I'll be damned if someone found it in like 15 minutes. And I was like, I worked for hours. (laughs) Right. And they were just able to root down there and find them. And and then I had to clean up the hay. (laughs) And then I made a whole mess and the janitor was mad and everybody was mad. (laughs) What's different now than back in the day was uh, most of the guys on the radio were white. Mm Mm-hmm. This has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. And voices, voice over people, people that do voices for commercials, for film, for documentaries and that, voices have character now. The testicular mm-hmm. male voice is actually not really that much in vogue because it right. doesn't represent our current culture. Right. And the diversity in our culture. That's a good thing. I used to work with Rennell. Uh She's the San Francisco Giants PA announcer yes, for those that... No. And a local celebrity by all counts. Um, mm-hmm. And a really wonderful lady. And a really nice woman, too. Like Smart. Um, Charitable. She's the Jackie Robinson of the PA booth. Absolutely. Um, and I was still, really what, ni- this will be her 19th season, I guess it is? I can't believe it's been that long, like that. yeah. Since yeah. the stadium went up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2000, yeah. Um, working with her was a real... A real treat um, and I was maybe I should give myself more credit I always feel like I'm winning contests I'm like why would she pick me to do this yeah you know yeah because she was she was a thing back at 98 one kiss FM when that station launched and uh, the, the, the the programmer behind that station was a genius and hmm. um, we just laughed until we cried and we <laughs> went to we went to Hawaii on trips we did some great stuff together, and um, I left to go work at a startup in Redwood City around 2000, so we sort of went our separate ways by then. An ill-conceived move, as I was laid off several months later. Wow. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> but uh, from her early days at KMEL to later in her career, she is a mentor, an example. Hmm. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. And so I felt very lucky to be able to work with her for a while. 2010. I'm in my office at iHeartMedia, and John Records Landecker comes by to see wow. me. He's got family in San Francisco, and he visits here frequently. And he just wanted to come by. He's a mutual friend. Worked. We worked together. And uh, I invited him into my office, and we sat down, and we talked shop for a while. And I asked him about his his family here in the Bay Area, and... You know, the moment was about to come mm-hmm. um, when you thought, don't be an idiot. Do not fall all over yourself. Can you, you, know, can you hold it together? And it was just this funny telepathic conversation we had. I said, I got to tell you something. I said, you, I didn't get my sentence finished. And he goes, you're welcome. <laughs> 
if I would have had a chance to finish my sentence, you are the reason I have had this whole career. Thanks. Um, did I get a PhD? No. Would I have liked to? Maybe. Are PhDs, can PhDs be boring? Yeah. Maybe the, maybe that PhD candidate wishes he could have seen all the great rock bands. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? So, it The grass is always green. It was what it was, but it sure was great. Um, did you ever go to Day on the Green? No. Do you remember the, the big rock festivals that they used to have here? Um, well, I moved here in 2000. You missed the day on the green. I missed, yes, that was, yes. That was 80s and 90s. Okay, yes, I okay. missed that. Yeah. I'm going to cut that part out. No, no. Um, my, my listeners want to hear it if you've got the story. No, I mean, this place has always been... It's always been a great music town, too, from... Mm-hmm. From the Fillmore and the Winterland back in the day, and the, the, the '60s psychedelic explosion, and hyphy started in the Bay Area. Um, it's just because of what kind of town this is. The kind of people that live here are going to be the kind of people that create this sort of music, and film, and art, and apps. Even you know, it's just this town is good at doing that sort of stuff, and I love it. I think it's incredible. We had a Christmas party at Bimbo's. I've been playing in bands. I've been playing in bands since I was probably 13. Um, So imagine my life at age 13. I'm a DJ at the local radio station and I play in a band. I was like, nothing is better than this. On top of the world. Um, I play in a band right now. Oh, bunch of bunch of dads. Nice. When we have spare time, we're pretty good. We kind of Fun. sound like the Foo Fighters. Um, Ooh. There was this big Christmas party, and I was bound to determine that we were going to get on that stage at Bimbo's and play. And I kept begging the general manager. Again, that's kind of funny. The manager. I kept begging him. I go, I go. Can we play here? Can we play at the party? Nah, this is not going to be any good. No, no, no. Finally, he relented. And I said, you won't be sorry. I got this. So we got a bunch of guys together, practiced. And um, at this party was a gentleman by the name of Meatloaf. (laughs) Isn't that an interesting name? He was a broadway actor and he had some brief pop hits back in the day yes but he had this weird name meatloaf he was kind of kind of a big fat guy um but he was at the party and the bass player said isn't that meatloaf over there maybe we should ask him if he wants to jam with us (laughs) i was like all he can say is no who cares um so i walk up to him and i hey I said, our band's going to play in a little while. Would you like to come up and like sing a song or something? He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Okay. So, so, so I'm like, okay, well, that didn't work. Pretty nervous. Sure. We, intro, we walk up there. The p- Bimbo's is packed. Mm. Absolutely packed. It's a packed. fairly sizable room, yeah. too. Kind of short but wide. Yes. Right? Short but wide. And, and not thought, too deep. And yes, we are talking about a room. Yes. Now, okay, good. And so I'm standing on the stage looking out, and again, I'm having that moment where I'm thinking, what? What? This is awesome. Let's go. 
We start playing. By this time, Meatloaf is hammered. Oh, good. He's can hardly walk. And we've started our first song of the set. And, you know, everybody's got nerves. And he comes walking up, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, what did I get myself into? So he comes stumbling up on the stage, and he grabs a guitar that I have sitting in a stand, an acoustic. And he straps it on, and he starts playing with us. It's not plugged in, so I'm like, oh, what's the worst thing that can happen here? And there's a picture of me playing guitar and looking over at him with a, you dick. <laughs> How dare you? Right. Who do you think you are? And then he wanted to play a song we didn't know, and the, the whole thing was just kind of a mess. And then eventually he went back, he left, and then we finished our set, and the general manager said, oh my God, that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. I mean. <laughs> but I did get to put that place on my list, and I'm so happy I did. You can find Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, every episode is up over on our website, storiedsf.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you use iTunes to listen to Storied San Francisco, please rate and review the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to shoot us an email, it's storiedsf at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigale. There are some awesome photos of John throughout his broadcast and musical career over on our website, including shots of him with hollow notes and crisscross. There's also a great photo of John by Michelle Kilfeather, who's having a closing party for her show Walking to Boozland this Friday, February 23rd. It'll be at Emperor Norton's Boozland in the Tenderloin from 6 to 8. Thanks for listening. Check back next week for an all-new episode of Storied San Francisco.